Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is sponsored by the Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank. Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes snuck into a temple to save the Wind God, but they've been trapped in a turbine room filled with monks. Will Tornado Town Terrence prove his worth in combat? Will Butthole sober up and help save the day? Are the rocks gonna be the real heroes again? Find out next. On Dumb Dumbs and Dragons! If the Kickster survives, we need to talk to him about his backstory. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be full of uh, like cutaways to that time he went to Thailand and got a tattoo, and then how he ended up on the plane, how the plane went down. Guys, we can just kill Kickster. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Alan, you're going to take 10 points of damage. Oh, shit. A strong body save. Um, and I need you to please roll me a constitution save. What the fuck? How heavy That's is That's a this natural guy? one. Oh, oh no. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Amazing. just celebrated. Yeah. So um, you use the magic to kind of like knock two things away, but you're actually not used to getting hit hard physically. Uh, mm-hmm. You've been hit by magic and arrows and everything else. But someone just slamming into you with this amount of force, coming in like a wrecking ball, if you will. So he slams into you and you just black out. So you are oh, stunned shit. and you are knocked off the platform, sucked up into the wind, and uh, you're going to hit the ceiling for... Oh my God. 15 points of damage. Oh my God, Alan. Because you rolled a one. Damn. From the other room, I'm like, guys, the rocks aren't feeling better. (laughs) You see like an empty hallway, like, guys? (laughs) So I'm unconscious. Uh, No, you're just stunned. Oh, okay. Uh, You just black out for a second. Okay. Uh, Everything goes uh, fuzzy for a minute there. Fuck. The kickster looks pretty happy, but he's now also loose because in order to do that, he had to, he didn't land. He just kind of swung airborne again, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he's now, uh, he's now floating at top level. Okay. That brings us to the archers. So the archers know better than to try and shoot people that the, the monks are attacking. So instead, one of them is going to shoot at Tornado Town Terrence and the other is going to shoot at Quinny. We're going to say Tricorner Hat's going to line up on uh, Tornado Town Terrence. So one will miss, but one is a critical hit. (gasps) The arrow flies true. He's going to hit you for 21 points of damage. What? Oh, 
of God. You get the sense that these archers can occasionally aim extraordinarily well, and when they do, bad things happen. Fancy robes uh, sees your billowy robes, and he's he's, he's kind of jealous. <laughs> so he's going to take two shots with bow. He'll hit with both. E. 10 and 14 points of damage. 10 and 14. Well, I'm going to half the 14 with Uncanny Dodge, if that's cool. Great. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, uh, Terrain of Town Terrence, uh, mm -hmm. as a monk, mm -hmm. you have an ability where you can bat away projectiles. So can oh, you yeah, please roll me a d10? 40? I just want to remind everybody, I've sworn not to use my powers I remember. this mission is complete. Yep. Yep. We'll talk about that with some characters who don't know that yet. Because right now, <laughs> Quinny's the only character who knows. <laughs> don't worry, guys. The rocks are going to save you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you two over there who have also taken hits in this combat so far, but... I can't take another hit like that. <laughs> okay, so um, you you're able to reduce it by 1d10, so 4 plus your dexterity modifier, plus your monk level. So I took 8. eight. The archer looks gently shocked that that didn't pierce you through the throat as intended, and adjusts the tricorner hat ever so jauntily. <laughs> Which brings us to Tornado Town Terrence. So you just knocked a, an arrow away from your jugular, which is pretty rad. Mm -hmm. In front of you, Alan has just been booted off a platform into the sky. You've got Quinny floating at mid-level with you right now. The two monks are now at top-level floating. Mm -hmm. And Alan is against the ceiling. In the previous room that we were in, I grabbed a bunch of chisels. Yep. So I'm going to grab two chisels in my hands, leap into the cyclone, and like point upwards and try and aim towards Punchy. Can you roll me an acrobatics check, please? 20. You spring up in a flying leap. You know, Punchy's been floating, kind of flailing the whole time. So you're heading straight for him. Do you have a, a, a battle cry for this one? Time for breakfast! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like completely point towards him and aim for his midsection. So you hit him. Go ahead and make your, we'll call them unarmed attacks, but mm -hmm. they're they're really chisely attacks. Right. Uh, nat 20. Yep. Ooh. And 9 plus, it's plus 7, so 16. 16, great. So both of those will hit. Mm -hmm. So your 20 does twice as much damage. So your normal damage is a d6. So yeah, 2d6 mm -hmm. plus... 4, is that... Yes, that's correct. Right. 20, I guess. 20. Ooh. And do you want to spend a key point to smack yeah. around some more? Uh, yes. So I'm going to use Flurry of Blows to spend one key to make two unarmed strikes as a bonus action. Nice. Just and shiv them away. Yeah, <laughs> just like constant, like like blinding speed. It's a blur of me just like stabbing with some chisels. Um, and then there's an effect, I assume, if he survives this, there might right. be an effect on it. That's amazing. Okay, so, so uh, 2d20 again to, uh, yep. to hit. Nat one. Okay. And two. Uh, so unfortunately, neither of those will hit. Mm -hmm. um, so what's going to happen with that now one? <laughs> <laughs> a puppy walks out of the top wanting to be your friend. A chisel breaks. The chisel head pierces the puppy. <laughs> you lose a lifelong friend. <laughs> a, sor a sortie was like, why did I bring this bag full of puppies to this fight? Uh, <laughs> On a nat one, butthole is like, who opened this door? And just closes it. <laughs> Goes, so goes back. Here's a here's what happens. <laughs> the rocks have asked me for another funeral that I am restaging in the uh, other room. So you're just going to town on them. It's it's like that scene from Breaking Bad in the prison with all the shivs. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you're just so hungry for breakfast, you get a little carried away, <laughs> and Punchy's able to redirect your hand. So as you go to punch through, he actually manages to jam your hand up into the grate. Mm. Okay, so that brings us to Butthole. <laughs> What's going on, man? Found the rocks. Uh, <laughs> they, I picked them up. If I hearing anything like or am i just completely clueless from from back there you cool. might have heard uh, someone yell fuck well i mean that's not abnormal for this group <laughs> no. sounds like when he stubbed his toe 
oh, all right, let's go see what they're doing. <laughs> so I, I like essentially go up and then look out the door. Here's what you see. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I know where everybody is combat wise. Yeah. So I see all that. So um, what do you do? Seeing everybody seems to have squared off already and chosen their partners. Clearly they did the classy thing <laughs> and left two archers <laughs> just for me. <laughs> so not knowing how this physics works, but always assuming I'm going to do well in any environment. I hurl myself into the wind, assuming that I will shoot like an arrow at Jaunty Hat. And I would like to simultaneously throw the rocks and say, get him, boys, at the other archer. Okay. Uh, can you roll me an athletics check for your, like, leap? This is officially the worst place for Buttle to have a fight tactically. Uh, uh, I'm going to give you disadvantage on this oh, good. for obvious reasons. <laughs> Which one's this for? Athletics. Oh, Oh, there we go. Uh, Eight total. It's better than I legit thought it would be. (laughs) You you say, get them, boys. You throw the rocks. The rocks do travel. So we'll see what happens with that in a second. But uh, you leap and you're held aloft like a beautiful feather for like a second or two. But you didn't jump particularly well. You're kind of drunk. It was a half stumble, half jump. Oh, yeah. Uh, So instead of majestically soaring up into the air, you crash down onto the grate below. And you land on something kind of squishy. Looking down, you see it seems to be a body that's kind of tangled in the grate uh, that seems to have a bag over its head. Well, I want to take the bag off. As you move to do so, you notice that um, the bag is inflated like Queenie's shirt, and you can feel kind of like air blowing against it from the inside. I want to use the bag like a hot air balloon to try to shoot up. (laughs) Okay. The look on Tom's face of like, I gave you X information. How did you make Tuesday conclusion? We're doing it. We're 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 just we're just gonna do it. Um, so um, you simultaneously gave me too much and not enough, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> but hold, I'm gonna let you do that next round as your action because throwing rocks and jumping is all yeah, one yeah, thing. That's fine. Um, so let's find out what happens with the rocks. You had four commando rocks left. That is true. I'm going to make you roll me four ranged attacks at plus one. <laughs> nice. These rocks are giving it. The only two numbers that'll matter because the others are like six and a four. Uh, I have 12 and I have a 24. So the 24 will hit. Uh, That's going to be Frank because we established he is a brawler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you roll me D8 plus... 4d6. The d8 being the damage from the rock, the 4d6 being the distance and speed with which the rock sped up as it was uh, thrown. 15 damage. 15 damage. So 15's pretty good. Frank, he's seen some shit, you know. Uh, <laughs> he's a veteran of many missions, and uh, the loss of old helmet head hit him pretty hard. But he also has a secret shame, which is that as a rock, he's never been able to wear a hat. So when he sees this motherfucker with a hat... <laughs> He gets mad. And when he gets mad, the wind randomly moves the inanimate non-living object so the sharp end is up. It just fucking cuts right up and slashes across Tricorner Hat's face, knocks his hat up, and it flies up into the sky. And you just hear him go, ow, my eye and my hat. And it takes a bunch of damage. He looks pretty fucked up by that. Great job, Frank. Uh, and then I look over at the door where Goblin Jr. is standing, also sort of drunk. And I just look at him and I'm like, you're going to do a balloon thing? And I'll grab you on the way up. And he just goes, Snarf. He uh, remembers his favorite touring production in Neverwinter Up, where a dog got to ride on a balloon thing. 
he's pretty excited about it. Nice. He's pretty sad about that intro, though, but he's really excited about the rest of it. Uh, great. Okay. Top of the round, butthole, the bag in front of you suddenly inverts as if it's uh, like it was, it was fully inflated. Sucking instead yeah, of blowing. Sucking instead of blowing. And all of a oh, sudden, no. the air in the room shifts oh, and starts blowing down. It's mega made, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's gone from suck to blow. <laughs> um, so top of the round, Quinny, um, you're currently floating at mid-level with the blast of air. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts sucking you down towards low level. Okay. As you fly down, you can attempt to grab on at mid-level or at low level. Grabbing on sounds like a strength check. Can I use acrobatics to land at low level since I'm making that motion going yep. down? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, that's what I'm going to go for. Okay. I'm going to try so, and land at the yep, lower level. Please do. 18. Okay, so you land next to Goblin Jr. on the low-level platform. Okay. So the wind is now blowing down against you. You can still attempt to fire if you want, but it's an ill prospect from here. Or you could draw a sword and just try to stab anybody who falls past you. Well, I'm going to draw my sword, but I want to yell at Alan, switch places with me. Cool. Alan, you are beginning to fall uh, from the ceiling. Have we got any of our foes falling? Everyone who is in the air is about to fall. I want to take Kickster out. So what I want to do is I want to conjure a cloud of daggers right below him or just around him. Yep, sure. So it hits him and then he falls through it. Oh, Alan. (laughs) (laughs) So just a spinning cloud of daggers suddenly materializes around him. And then I will use my bonus action to misty step to the lower platform. So what does he need to pass for falling through your cloud of daggers? Um, It just summons and he will take 44 slashing damage whenever he enters it and moves in it. You summon a cloud of daggers, you begin to free fall, and suddenly your, your body turns to mist, mm-hmm. and you reappear next to Queenie. Do you have to say any magical phrases to summon a cloud of daggers or anything? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, she just gives like him the middle it? finger, <laughs> and then daggers appear. Basically, escape this asshole. Um, <laughs> okay, roll my damage. Nine slashing damage, mm-hmm. that is. So uh, your body turns to mist. You uh, appear next to Quinny on the bottom platform. You see Butthole struggling to uh, take a bag off something's head. I imagine I'm expecting to be tele- like swapped places with yeah. you, and you just appear beside me, so I just kind of go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just say, I hope you didn't want to do anything up there. Well, maybe a little bit, but that's right. okay. That's fine. Um, you could try it again. <laughs> so uh, Sorties, as the wind is like pushing down against him on the platform, he's going to kind of force his way to the edge, pull out his swords, and he's going to uh, basically prepare an action, staring up at Tornado Town Terrence. Punchy is like stuck against the ceiling with a guy he was shiving. He's going to try and punch you, Tornado Town Terrence, as he falls. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give him disadvantage because he's trying to punch while free-falling, which isn't exactly an ideal uh, state. So he hits with none of them. Um, he also rolled a one. So as he's trying to like fall punch at you, he accidentally, his hand gets tangled in his safety cord. And like as he's punching, flails it past one of your shivs, and uh, you manage to slice it. So he's now free-falling at mid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To be clear, at this point, I'm abandoning balloon plan. (laughs) You just hold like a bag over your head, and it like comes down around your face. Yeah, I've I've blinded myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the kickster, he was pretty happy with his maneuver, but is suddenly being sliced up by daggers, and he's pushed forcibly through them. So, Alan, I'm going to get you to roll your damage again, but I'm also going to get you to add a d8, because the force of being shoved through them is a little bit like being run over a cheese grater. It's real unpleasant. So that's 10 damage total. He's pretty bloody as he comes through it. He's looking really rough. Um, his safety cable's also been sliced by traveling through the daggers. Um, and uh, he's kind of like falling, trailing red mist behind him. Oh, my him. God. <laughs> he's still alive, but barely. Um, <laughs> he's going to try and pull himself onto the uh, mid-platform. 
and he will succeed. So his isn't an, an elegant thing. It's more of like a grab the side, desperately claws way onto it. You see him kind of sitting there heaving and like coughing up blood and like staring up in horror at the uh, cloud of daggers. Right. Wondering what the fuck just happened. <laughs> so the archers are uh, pretty jazzed about the wind blowing downward. Tricorner hat's looking pretty fucked up. He's kind of like looking at his compatriots to figure out whether we can retreat yet or not. So we can roll a thing. <laughs> you can! <laughs> yeah, so uh, Tricorner hat's like, I, I didn't sign up for this. I, I just want to get off the island. He turns to leave and uh, Sorty's like, no. No, the magic man said we stay, so we stay. And he grabs Tricorner by the shoulder and shoves him over the edge. So uh, Tricorner falls into top, and as he's falling, he's going to try and lose a shot because if he's going down, he's going to take someone with him. He's going to shoot at Quinny. He will hit with both. Okay. And you will take 13 points of damage. Do uncanny dodge again. Nice. I think that probably rounds up. Yep. That being said, Fancy Robes is much more loyal and didn't get hit in the face with a rock. Mm. So he reaches out and grabs the tricorner hat as it falls, sticks it on his own head, kind of smiles to himself. <laughs> um, and he looks up at Tornado Town Terrence and is going to try and shoot him. He will hit you with two. Oh, wait, he's a disadvantage because he's firing against the wind. <laughs> Finally, the wind's going down. <laughs> he raises his bow and shoots into the yeah. sky. So he uh, he fires. The archers are very quick. So, you know, he launches three arrows. And he's feeling so good about this hat. He's feeling so good, in fact, that he didn't really bother to check the, the wind variance. So on the third one that he fires straight up, he's not even really pulling the bow as hard as he normally would to fire that quickly. So it just turns right back around because he rolled a one. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so it flies back at him. He's going to try and dodge. Uh, he manages to, but it will hit a sortie. <laughs> Net gain. <laughs> Deal him some damage. Uh, and sortie just gives him like a... He gives him the same look that Butthole gives anyone they fight who he doesn't like. Just that like <laughs> disgusted like... Whenever he gives them the option to surrender and they don't. Yeah, so or, do you know, if they emulate Blue Flame and he hates it. You know, <laughs> that, that sort of like... just. That's only happened once, but I really hate it. <laughs> so, uh, Tornado Town Terrence, the winds have shifted and you're currently held by your wrist uh, mm -hmm. in the ceiling. So, well, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to okay. try and drop? Well, so here, I'm going to reach up with my other hand and grab the grate with the free hand. And I'm still covered in oil from the other room, right? <laughs> you are covered in oil. I'm still yep. totally you're still covered oily, in oil. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I didn't he wash myself you never know intentionally. You never know when you're going to need it. It's a perfect situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I try and squirm my wrist out. You absolutely can. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, problem, yeah no No right? sweat. You're, so you're, I you're just, greased I up. Just thought, <laughs> but I'm still holding on so I don't get blown, okay, blown down. Cool. I want to launch myself from where I am at Fancy Robes, who's now wearing the tri-corner yep. hat as well. Do I have to roll to get to him in the first place? Yeah, I'm going to really, uh, make you roll um, either an athletics or an acrobatics check, which okay. is just you swinging yourself at him. Mm -hmm. Cirque du Soleil acrobat style. Yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's a one. Um, I have... <laughs> Inspiration, will, will that let me do anything? or I'll, I'll let you use an inspiration on this. Yeah, yeah, this is a pretty big roll, so... 24. Yep. That's a so, lot better than a one. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah I, I think what that feels like is uh, your hand slips because you're like, oh, wait, I'm greased. Like, you go, to, you go to swing yourself back and then your hands both slip and you're like, oh, yeah, it's full of grease. Um, but then uh, you think of old old helmet head sacrifice and you don't want it to be in vain. So mm -hmm. you grab on just a little bit harder like you'd want you to mm -hmm. have done and you swing yourself through. So you're currently sailing towards fancy robes. Right. What do you do? So I take out my bag of winds and I try and shove it into his mouth and squeeze it when I get to him. <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, 
so Tricorner Hat is now inside his own mind palace. <laughs> can, you, uh, can you roll me a, uh, a dexterity? Tricorner Hat doesn't have bagpipe proficiency. Say a dexterity save. <laughs> <laughs> he is not that is one hundred percent true. Okay, so twenty five. Okay, <laughs> so you you land. You're coming down with the water skin, and I think you like similar to how you jumped on um, the lady at the beginning. You just kind of like wrap your legs around him, grab it, and just jam it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to say anything to him when you squeeze? Mull of Kintyre, asshole! <laughs> and I just squeeze it. Uh, so his his eyes go wide as the wind spirits fill his lungs. He does not have proficiency in bagpipes no, at all, so they just explode, as does his chest, as the six imprisoned winds burst out of it. As he blows to, you know, like little giblets, they start raining down in the wind and will now just be floating around in this um, we call this the meat room. <laughs> I'm going to grab the hat before it falls into the wind cyclone thing, and I'm going to put it on my head. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to spend... To be uh, clear, he's fully nude now wearing a tricorn hat covered in oil because he took off his robe and he doesn't have rags anymore. Um, and I'm going to use one more key to take dodge as a bonus action. Nice. Pa- sorry, uh, yeah, patient defense. Yep. So spend one key to take dodge as a bonus action until the start of your next turn attacks against you have disadvantage. Amazing. Because nice. Sorty's still up there with you. Yeah, and right I think now. it's just because you're so greasy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just, you're really hard to hit. Um, so yeah, so Sor- <laughs> Sorty looks at your hat, looks at your penis, <laughs> looks, at your hat, looks at your penis. Um, Sorty's gonna, uh, Sorty's gonna take his prepared act. Well, yeah, Sorty's gonna take his prepared action and try and swing at you, but it'll be a disadvantage because you're so crazy. Um, so he quickly like slashes twice at you with his sword and tries to stab at you with his dagger, but each time you're just you're you're dodging, you're you're ducking, you're weaving. He's got some like freshly blasted meat in his eyes from uh, the guy exploded. Mm-hmm. And the winds that you freed are kind of like flying around now and battering his eyes and like throwing him off balance. Cool. Butthole. Wind is blowing down. Bag is being sucked into the the, the face of the thing at the bottom. Yeah, I think what I'm going to, because I mean, I've got the original hat guy. He's still falling to his death. Is there anybody else who was falling to their death? Punchy is falling to his death. And yeah, Tricorner Hat is falling to his death. Currently hatless. Yeah, currently hatless. Okay, Tricorner hatless is falling. (laughs) Because I've got these two guys coming down. I'm imagining they're going to fall pretty fast because it's just... Yeah, and the wind is pushing them down as well, yeah. So what I'd like to do is move below Punchy, and I want to take my war hammer, and I want to two-hand it like an overhead cricket swing. (laughs) So, like, as he comes, I just want to hammer him to the side and the ground and just ideally murder him. (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna say, given the uh, the force of momentum, Punchy's probably within range for that. So, Sick. <laughs> roll your overhand swing. <laughs> that is an eight total. I'll let you do it at advantage because <laughs> because we've been terrible this <laughs> way. <laughs> Partially that, but also I think ultimately you're. you're well, he's coming in yeah, a straight I was line. Say, you you're, can't you're, dodge. Using, you're using the hammer to guide him into the ground, like yeah. Uh, I'm going to stick with that eight. With the eight, yeah. You <laughs> it's don't way better than the nat one. <laughs> he uh, rolled a dodge for him that was particularly solid, so he is falling. <laughs> well, I don't think he needed the help. <laughs> well, you, you swing the hammer. He kind of grabs the hammer as it comes down and uses the momentum to kind of like 
swing himself around and hit a wall. So he's still going to take some damage, but he's not going to hit take floor damage. Cool. He rolled a 20, so, you know, got to give him something. <laughs> and then I just take out my shield in my other hand and go, no more sky stuff. <laughs> he's pretty bloody, but it's one of those things where it's like he's landed it, and, like, in theory, this would be when the hero, like, crawls away to lick their wounds. And he's kind of looking at you with, with a look of, of general resignation, like, uh, <laughs> this is going to happen. <laughs> Feel the same way, man. <clears throat> All right. You, um, you could always surrender. <laughs> Top of the round. Let's see what happens with the wind bag. The wind bag expands again, and suddenly the winds start blowing upward. I hate this room. Well, maybe you could do Se- something. Says butthole. Yeah, maybe you can do something about that bag. I don't know. Um, great. So, Quinny, you're standing on the platform at the bottom. The winds are blowing upward again. Yep. Um, you can see a really bloodied martial artist thrown against a wall by butthole. Mm-hmm. Above you on the mid-platform is the kickster, who also looks pretty fucked up. And on the absolute top platform is Sorty, who seems to be uh, taking swings at... Tornado Town Terrence. Is Tricorner still floating? Like, is he still hurtling to his... Uh, yeah, Tricorner. Or former Tricorner. Yeah, Tricorner is, is at mid. Okay. Can I make my way down to Butthole in that bag? Yep, you can roll me a, uh, an acrobatics to kind of, like, claw and dig your way down. Okay. That's a 27. Yep, you're down there in a, in a heartbeat. I want to get a closer look at this bag. You can see that there appears to be a creature that's very sort of desiccated and, you know, like really like ropey muscle, very mm-hmm. gray. That seems to be sort of pinned and tangled in the grate. Mm-hmm. It seems to have taken a considerable amount of damage and is somehow kind of fixed there. And it currently has an intricate bag over its head. Mm-hmm. Um, and currently the bag is expanded. Does the bag have like a drawstring or anything like that? Yeah, like you can you can take like, it off the head for sure. I'll take it off the head. When you do so, you pull it off and you see this kind of like horrible, gaunt face. The creature's got, you know, like black eyes, no nose, fanged teeth, and is kind of like breathing in a really like hoarse, horrible way. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as you pull the bag off, the bag goes limp mm-hmm. and uh, the wind in the room stops. I'm going to wait until it's tricorder hat's turn to hit the floor. <laughs> okay. Alan, tricorner's in free fall. Kickster is up on that platform. Sorty is fighting Tornado Town Terrence at the top, and there's a really bloodied punchy at the bottom. Let's just see if we can take Kickster out of the picture. Let's go with the old classic magic missile. <laughs> Very nice. Just three of them. Seven total. Kickster, like the, the winds are, are shifting so much, he kind of like drags himself to the edge to see what's up, and three magic missiles just one, two, three, hit him in the face. The last one, you can see just like the, the last of the fight goes out of him and his body just rolls off the side and falls. Cool. <laughs> As I expected. It's rain and kicksters. Yeah. Which brings us to the winds. The bag of winds, having been freed by Tornado Town Terrence, uh, are now flying and whipping around the room. They can see that their friend is being uh, attacked by uh, some of the swords, so they're going to attack the swashbuckler, and basically they're going to give him disadvantage on his attacks, and they're going to give you advantage on your attacks against him uh, as they sort of like buffer him from all sides and whisper at him and stuff. Don't piss off beds, I guess, is the uh, lesson of the day, which brings us to him. So he's being battered by winds, a huge pain in the ass. Uh, He's going to take some swings at Tornado Town Terrence, but it's really hard because he's pushing against winds and everything else. He does manage to um, strike you with his dagger. A sword seems to be being, you know, pushed left and right by the winds, but his arm is strong enough to drive one through at you. So he will hit you for six points of damage. He's liking the odds less and less. Brings us to Punchy. So Punchy is bloodied and battered. He is going to leap at you, Quinny, and uh, he's going to attempt to grab the bag. Oh, no. So can you roll me an opposed dexterity check, please? 22. He kind of like desperately grabs for the bag, but this isn't your first rodeo. No, I'm not going to take this shit. 
Uh, so somehow the little guy, I think he's like crawling towards you. So yeah. it's like, it's keep away at, Oh, is he like on death's door? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So it's, it's keep away, but like at halfling height. So yeah. like, you're just holding it at chest level for a normal person, <laughs> yeah. but he's like crawling and he can't, like, I'm, I'm like holding it out for him to take Like, here, take it. No, nah, I'm kidding. No, here, come on. Just take it. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I gained a black belt for this. <laughs> I'd steal his black belt. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices if people were outside of the U.S. were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Ah, another would-be hero, is it? Yes, it is I, Fiddlesworth the butler from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I can see from your general look that you want to bring more stories into the world and help the Dum Dums on their various quests. Well, I advise against joining the Patreon, then, for if you do, you will be assisting the Dum Dums in all of their endeavors, all of their various shows and stories and jokes and doing good deeds, and you know I simply cannot abide those. Of course, if you did feel like wasting your time, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You could join for as little as a dollar, which would gain you access to a Discord where you can talk to other would-be heroes. You can even create characters who will run around in our world at the higher levels, but of course you don't want to do that, now do you? No, you're just content to listen to a butler tell you how it is. Well, I'll see you on your way. Hail Blighthammer. Brings us to the artist formerly known as Tricorner Hat, who is now just in free fall, and he's just gonna start yelling, Catch me, catch me, catch me, catch me, looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> looking at me? Yep. I'm not gonna say no to a new friend. Oh no! <laughs> Butthole, can you roll me an athletics check, please? Yes, I can. 18 total. You hold your arms out for him. He's, he's falling at a pretty good speed, so you're both going to take five points of damage. Fine. Catch. I'm, I'm on board. I'm still drunk enough. I look at him and go, are you okay? <laughs> uh, he, I mean, he's not. He's pretty hurt, but 
He looks up with his one remaining eye, his other one having been slashed up by Frank, and says, did you ever know that you're my hero? You're everything I wish I could be. <laughs> I just want, I could fly higher than an eagle. You Do took it. away the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> Technically, the halfling did. <laughs> I just caught you. Great. But I, I did help Frank sort of get you. Sorry. <laughs> his, his eye goes wide. Which brings us to Tornado Town Terrence. The winds are, are giving you a bonus here as you fight the uh, swashbuckler. So what we're up at the top. So I'm going to just punch him, both my fists, as hard as I can, in the chest. Yep. And you've got advantage, so you can yep. roll. Oh, Nat yep. 20? Yep. Hold also on. 20. <laughs> oh, amazing. So two 20s. You're going to fist of the North Star. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Another explosion So that's will 46 plus 8. Okay. Uh, 6, 11, 17, 25. Yep. Um, <laughs> God damn. So he's like down on one knee, but he's still he's still up. He's still breathing. And uh, he's got his sword, his dagger, and he looks you in the eye and looks like he's still got some fight left in him. Okay. Mm. So I'm going to use a key Thought to do might. flurry of blows. Yep. And you've still um, got advantage. So yep. um, roll two attacks. Uh, roll them each twice and pick the better. One was 17 and the other one was 21. Both hit. So pow, pow, pow. 13, and for what it's worth, this does push him 15 feet as well. (laughs) (laughs) So you strike him for 38 points of damage and punch him off the ledge. He starts to fall, and, you know, he's, like, grasping for things. The winds surround him, and they just push. So you just hear, and butthole, can you... Don't do it. Don't catch this one. I'm already holding one. Yeah, I was going to say... um, I watch him fall. You watch him fall. (laughs) Yeah. I think you take, like, one nice side step to the left, and just fucking smashes into that grate, and he lands on the thing that had the bag on its head, and it just inverts, because he just squishes right through it, and he's obviously, you know, dead on impact. But as the, the lifeblood's le- leaking out of him, you can see the creature under him lean forward and, like, sink its mouth into its, in his neck oh, and start drinking. come on. Jesus Christ. I got to get out of here. I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking at the guy. Like, I see it hit the floor, and I just look at the guy in my hands, and I'm like, I'm so glad that wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That guy was an asshole. Butthole. I'm going to set down my new friend and just say, listen, think we got a vampire problem. I think we all might want to work together on this. And then I turn around and pull out Moonlight Bringer, and I'm just going to try to pulp this vampire's skull. So uh, roll your attack, please. And simultaneously, I'm going to say, Goblin Jr., pin him down! <laughs> uh, and Goblin Jr.'s like, snuffity, snuff, snuff, and just like stumbles out and like falls on. Oh, also, he's still drunk, right. And uh, his <laughs> Goblin Jr.'s version of pinning him will be jumping down onto the body that is currently pinning him and then standing there like he did it himself. I still will accept that. Yep. Uh, so I, I'm going for the two-handed. Like, this is like drunk guy trying to chop wood kind of pose. Like, it's almost a little bit squatted down, but I'm just going to bring it down with all my might. So let's see how this goes. 20 total to hit. That will hit the thing that's pinned to the ground and not moving. <laughs> Plus undead bonus. 16 damage. You just, like... Smash and you pulp the skull, and then the body just like turns to like there's a blast of light and it turns to ash, Buffy style, and just drifts away in the wind. Cool. So he's gone. So I turn back to Tricorner Hat, the first guy. He doesn't have a hat now, but I mean, in my head, he still does. And I'm like, hey, man, do you want some wine? Yes. And I give him the bottle. Cracking wine? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, it's a rare vintage. And and I laugh to a joke that does not make sense to this man. (laughs) So uh, he takes a a nervous sip, but he's kind of concerned. Like he's looking around at particularly Alan and Quinny. No, you're cool. You're with me now. Wow. This Kraken 
beverage is very delicious. I would easily pay twenty nine ninety five at my local LCBO for it. Crack and rum, sponsor of this week's episode of Dum Dums and Dragons. For the record, though, it's, it's wine. wine. I know. Uh, uh, then so I also point at the other guy on the floor who tried to take the bag from Quinny, and I'm like, I want to be clear though, he's not with me. Like I got one. Everybody gets one. Quinny, what do you want to do with that guy? Is it my turn? Yeah, you're holding the bag above his head. I'm gonna put the bag away. Okay. Now, you just want to kick him in the face because that would probably do it. I'm gonna like wind my foot back and then like I really like take a close look at him and he is just he's so pitiful and he's in real rough shape. So I kind of like give it a second thought. I just slap him as hard as I can instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's watching the foot and then yeah. the hand comes. Uh, so uh, you knock him unconscious, but he probably needs some medical assistance if you want to keep him alive. I don't care to, per se. <laughs> so we can drop out of uh, initiative order now. So you currently have the artist formerly known as Tricolor Hat at the bottom there with you. Uh, Punchy's unconscious. What do you do? I'm going to start just like binding Tricorner Hat's wounds. And I'm going to be like, hey, man, what's your name? My name is Charlie the Dandy. That's what they used to call me in my old life when I wore so many better hats than that Tricorner hat. Well, do you feel like you're still a dandy without your hat? Is that just who you are? Or I mean, would you be Charlie heart, something yeah. else? All right, Mr. Dandy. So, uh, hi, I'm Butthole. <laughs> uh, that's that's Quinny over there who slapped your friend unconscious. That's Alan who summons daggers and is super cool. Uh, Hello. And up top, Tornado Town Terrence. And I walk over to the side and just yell, <laughs> so uh, Dandy looks up and he's like, ooh, he's got my hat, but I think I should. Bring it. You're like greased up and like covered in blood. I'm like, I think you can keep it. It, is, looks, it looks better on you. So the guy who exploded, did his whole body explode up at the top? Yeah, like his his it, like his chest burst outward. Okay. But so are there but, still legs? Yeah, are there still legs? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I take the pants off the disembodied legs and I ask the wind elementals that are still floating around, if they'd be so kind as to help me use it as a parachute to kind of float back down to the main floor. I we are going to do the sensible thing and wear some pants well, for I mean, once. But yeah, but I, thought, <laughs> I need to get down somehow. So. I thought he was going to put all the wind elementals in the pants, tie them off, and then they could walk around and kick things. There's <laughs> options. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Kiki Poppins there uh, just floats <laughs> down. And what you can't feel is it's it's mostly just the winds carrying you. But you're like, yay! <laughs> uh, so, yes, you drift uh, you drift gently down to the bottom. Okay. I turn back to Tornado Town Terrence and the rest of the guys. And I'm like, okay, here's sort of, to be honest, may have been drinking. Little bit fuzzy on where we're going, what we're doing. I have a new friend and I want to ask him questions. But I legit don't know what we want or don't know. Quinny yells up to Alan, who you're on the. You're, I'm, just on, I'm Al, on the bottom level. Yeah, Alan's just a few I'm, meters. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. I'll, I'll yell anyway, just because I'm disoriented. Alan, oh, there you are. What do you make of this uh, bag here? I show her the the bag that had the wind coming out of it. Is that right? When it got breathed into or out of, because it was overhead, then it made the whole room do what it did. Oh. So if okay. he exhaled, the whole room blew up from where the bag was. If he inhaled, the bag sucked in, and then we all got sucked down towards oh, the bag. I did not get that. Hey, the drunk guy got it. Yeah. Listen, I'm, no, he got the bed thing, too. Like, the he's thing. on a roll. I'm telling you, low intelligence, <laughs> high wisdom. That's so fun. That's the butthole solution. I'd like to inspect this bag uh, yeah, go magically. For it. And that is a 18. It's spell work unlike anything you're familiar with, largely because it seems to be um, tailored to a very specific purpose. Okay. But yes, you can identify that uh, breathing into the bag will pull air down, breathing out will pull air up. It seems uh, to be a, an extraordinarily complex way of getting around this room. Uh, might have other uses. You're not sure. 
do we need to move around this room? <laughs> well, I think we want to keep going, right? There's yeah. got to be a door where these dickheads came in. Yes, and, there, yeah. there's an exit up at the top. Yeah, we need Is to. Are, are we here to defeat the king of the dickheads? I, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, honestly we want to get off the island. Yeah. Uh, I know. We, okay, so if were you we, drunk that whole time? I started <laughs> drinking when we landed. Uh, I made it through the waking up on the beach fight, and then I've been having a hell of a time. Uh, all it takes is killing a vampire and inhaling its smoky ancient remains to sort of sober me up just a hair. Right. Well, you've done Ramsey so we, before, but, so. but we got to find. Yeah. We want to find this R. wizard, I. right? Like I kiss my fingers and raise it to the air in memory of Ramsey. So we got to find an. This wizard. The wizard. Yeah. Look, ultimate objective here, guys, is to get to the thiefies. That okay, is what we that I get. That is that what I we really get. need to do. Do you not recall Tornado Town Terrence saying that if we get to the wind god of this place, quote unquote, uh, it will grant us wishes and shit? I don't appreciate the sarcasm. Oh, yeah, wishes. Okay, yeah, I'm in for the wishes. There we we got to go. get inside yeah. and we all get wishes. All right, yeah, so we blow in the bag, we go upstairs. We punch the king of the dickheads, uh, and we all get wishes. Okay. I mean, that's Butthole's version of it. That's that's fine. <laughs> oh, I turn to the guy next to us, and I'm like, hey, so where's this, like, I'm assuming you don't have a lot of loyalty to the wizard, what with being thrown to your death by who I assume was your supervisor. Uh, that That is true, yes. First of all, I think you guys might want to consider unionizing. I mean, this might be a runner with me, but, like, honestly, way better working conditions, <laughs> way fewer murders by supervisor. <laughs> like, I will help you file your first complaint, uh, but... I think you should probably work with us. I think that's a smart move. I mean, he looks around the room at his like pulped friends and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, that sounds right. Perfect." <laughs> so we gotta we gotta beat up your boss because he sounds terrible. I mean, your outfits are awful. I don't understand why you put him in charge when you have to fight with like sticks and shit. That guy had a sign. I I mean, <laughs> I like the way that you guys do business, but it's <laughs> legitimately terrible to try to get anything done. <laughs> So he says, uh, listen, I'll, I'll be happy to help you. But um, first, I, and he, he looks at uh, Tornado Town Terrence and he's like, I think I owe you an apology. You were right. The wizard, king of the dicks. He, he's <laughs> awful. He's mining the wind god for all sorts of power. He doesn't care about us. I think he was just going to leave us. But uh, we exiled you and that, that's on us. So on behalf of uh, the castoffs, I apologize. And if you're still feeling salty about it, I offer you punchy as an apology. <laughs> and he just like backs away <laughs> with his hands up. <laughs> And I look at him and I'm like, I'm not really sure that was yours to give, <laughs> but I like your style. I also gave up an eye, so just throwing that out there. I'm an archer. That's that's a lot for me. I walk over to Punchy and he's unconscious yep. on the ground, right? And I kind of just sling him over my shoulder like he's like now a possession of mine. <laughs> and I just like accept it. I, I I take him. He is now currently mine. He's your albatross. He is now mine. Yep. <laughs> Great. So then I, I turn to our new friend and I say, okay, so you've got to like follow with us because we might get lost. We might need your help. But like I can see that you're sort of hurting. So here's what I'm thinking. We have some other friends that I'm going to need you to supervise on an ongoing basis. Uh, and I go and pick up the four rocks with faces <laughs> painted on them. And I say, you got to look after all of these guys except one. And I take Frank. And I'm like, I know you two have some bad blood, so he's going to stay with me. Yeah, Frank is like covered in blood and I pulp. We didn't know you were going to be so cool. Also, like, man, after your boss tries to kill you by throwing you off a cliff, it's really weird to shoot at the other guys instead of your boss. General note. Yep. You know, I, I get it. It's hard to shoot up at the bottom of a platform. I was just mad. I just lost an eye. And, you know, you guys seem cool now. You seem like dicks before. You just kind of showed up and started wrecking everything. All we're trying to do is get off the island. The wizard's a dick, too. I just don't like outsiders. You know what, guys? I really like this guy. Permanent party member. <laughs> Charlie the Dandy. 
<laughs> he's there for carrying rocks. He kind of gathers the rocks up, and he, he doesn't really understand why they have faces on them, but he knows better than to ask questions, mm. so he just puts them in his bag. Now, guys, this may be one of those idiot savant moments or something that could go horrible. Always fun with me. Uh, yeah. If we blow into that bag uh, and we use Tornado Town Terrence's uh, invisible scary friends, maybe they could steer us up top and we don't have to build a ladder or fall off a rope. Well, I mean, yeah, we could also yeah. just give the bag to Alan. She could blow us up and then just teleport up to meet us. Then we get to keep the bag, too. Well, I assumed the bag would still go. You could yep. probably yeah. hold it because you'd be the last one to go up. I oh, imagine. I thought the bag was like the source of the wind if you blew through it. So, like, you would have to leave it down there to lift us up. Well, I mean, the no, wind it's, people it's, can pick it's, you. No, uh, it's charmed in such a way that wherever you're blowing in it in the room will change the winds. Oh, so, yeah, cool. we can carry it with you. All right. I would like to recommend that our friend Tornado Town Terrence with his bagpiping ability... Take the bag. Okay, I take <laughs> I take the bag. Yeah, pass it over um, to him. And I kind of gather everyone to the center of the room, like over the grate. And I drag Sorty's corpse over. <laughs> and I stand on Sorty's corpse. And I kind of like just stand up with my arms up in the air. And then I, with my immense lung capacity and also like kind of nudging the wind elementals over, like <laughs> blow into the bag. Amazing. So with a... <gasps> You all uh, travel up into the air. <laughs> just picture that. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. full bagpipe song starts. <laughs> um, so uh, you do this, and you know, Tornado Town, Terrence, it's been a while since you've felt this heroic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after everything that went down in Tornado Town, this is, uh, this is pretty amazing. And it's only as you reach the very top do you realize that by having your arms up in a dramatic gesture, you weren't holding on to Punchy, who has now slipped from your grasp <laughs> and falls quietly to the ground where he splatters on the the, uh, the bottom bed. And I kind of like look over my corpse platform and I look down and go, yeah, oh well. <laughs> Dandy is just like looking around, like whistling to himself, like desperately not looking down at anything that's happening. So um, you arrive at the top platform, you're able to step off. Very briefly, one of the gusts kind of like rushes up into into your mind palace and uh, says, thank you for freeing us. We see that you need our help as much as we needed yours. So we will be happy to travel with you. Uh, and you can open the bag and they'll all fly in. The bag or the water skin? The bag would be more comfortable for them. So okay. they'll go hang out in the bag. So I cool. um, exit the mind palace. I open up the bag. They all flow in and then I tie it off mm-hmm. airtight so that. You know they can travel comfortably. Cool. So you've got just like a nice little balloon. Yep, like a little balloon bag. Uh, And and I take that balloon bag and I grab. Is there a stick anywhere? Yeah, totally. Grab a stick. Grab a stick and I tie it at the end to really create a bindle for myself. (laughs) um, Really filling the hobo. A a magic bindle. (laughs) Optionally, in future, if we need to really get some attention and do like a spooky distraction, we could go like the movie It. And just have the balloon float <laughs> level across a room to drop people We all float in Neverwinter. Turn it on, Terrence. I assume that uh, given your pre-established behaviors, you take out that little pot of paint, give him a face? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I have to paint the bag. And I, uh, I refer to it from now on as Mr. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I know you played D&D for a while. Is this your first sentient bindle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always dreamed... It's, uh, you know, Gary Gygax, when he invented Dungeons and Dragons, wrote this great quest about sentient bindles. <laughs> about Mr. Mr. Spaghetti, Mr. the sentient Spaghetti, bindle. Yeah, it's, it's a classic module. It's referenced in a lot of things. It's a major plot point in Ready Player One. Like, just yeah. buckle up, guys. <laughs> it's it's going to be amazing. That was actually one of the original character classes. It was Rogue Wizard and Intelligent Bindle. <laughs> well, before, before it was called Dungeons and Dragons, wasn't it called Rocks and Mr. Spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, you can't market that. Either. Well, it, it's because it was trademarked by uh, the classic Charlie Chaplin film, Mr. Spaghetti, right, in which he course. played an intelligent floating bindle of wind. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, that. So. 
History. An intelligent floating window as it were. Oh, God. That's it. Boy. There, there's uh, our hashtag for this episode. Hashtag Windle. Windle. Oh, boy. Yeah, when we start making action figures, I think this is the first one. <laughs> yep. It's not going to be any of our regulars. It's going to be Tornado Town Terrence and his sentient Windle. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A-H. ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Mount Absalom, a community, a heritage, a home. The green jewel in the majestic crown of Ohio. For 200 years, Mount Absalom has been a place to play. N32. Bingo! A place to learn. For in thy green and growing arms, we have everything we need. All right, now let's get out our math homework. A place to work. Here at the Celery Bottling Works, we produce over 2,000 bottles of celery soda every day. A place to raise a family. It's a girl. It's a place of history. And here we have the barrel of whiskey that Confederate soldiers stole from Mount Absalom Patriot Amelia Pleasance during Morgan's raid. And of course, a place of celery. 201st Celery Festival, I dub thee Open! <laughs> Mount Absalom is the perfect place for making memories. For making memories. For making memories. For making memories. Make your memories with us. Make your memories here. In Absalom. Paid for by the Delphi Quarter of Van Absalom and Solaric Bottling Works. Refreshing Solaric Soda and Diet Solaric Soda. <sighs> Well, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at unwellpodcast.com.